Welcome, everybody. It's Saturday Night Special, the show that it's really hard to get people to show up for. <laughs> but we're still here live on Saturday to help you guys out. We got a lot of cool stuff, so sit back, hang out. We're going to give minute Matt, uh, Matt, Sam a minute to actually uh, do his part. So we will kick off the intro now. Warning, the following video contains material that some viewers may find harmful or could be traumatizing to some audiences and doesn't reflect the opinion of Renovision. Viewer discretion advised. Yeah. You think with the time change, we start the show too early now? I don't know, but I like it. It's the same like time it for us. It's just <laughs> not the same time for everybody else. Sucks to be them done, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. How is everybody tonight? Sam thinks it's three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I, I got bamboozled by the time change. Do you guys like my new digs? I do. I like it. New setup. Looks good. Yeah. A little echoey. My wife put together a new office for me and she filled it with all my One Piece stuff and some of my Thor stuff. Is that her way of saying, look, you need to get this nerd shit out of our bedroom? Yeah, basically. She's like, <laughs> we need some space. She's like, you gotta go. She's like, I go. love you, but your, your shit can't stay here. You gotta go. It's time for you to go. Thor and Dr. Jones. <laughs> Do you remember that song from Big Bang Theory? Yes. No, I did not watch Big Bang Theory. You know that. Thor and Dr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my whole body hurts. Working out is stupid. You still hurt from your... Oh, yeah. Tell us about... So, Kyle, for those of you who don't know, Kyle has now joined a an assassin's fitness group. He's learning Krav Maga so that he can murder people who call him fat. Yep. And hopefully, Thanks, the, process, and hopefully the process I get skinny, then I won't have to murder people because they call me fat. And then he'll just murder them for fun. <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah, it was pretty fun. I mean, my, my first class was pretty fun. They said, you know, for being a big guy, they'd, I did more than they thought I was going to. <laughs> Cause I did, you know, I'm really out of shape. I'm not. So like when we were exercising and warming up and everything, it was kicking my ass, but we were learning to disarm people with guns. Ooh. How so many I'm times did you get killed in that drill? A couple. <laughs> a couple times I got some bruises from the from trying to take the gun and it's it fucking was hitting me and shit you know like we were using these wooden guns and uh, and they kept I, pistol whipping you yeah I think if you every time you talk about that I think of that meme that you see on TikTok where or Instagram where the instructor showing them how to do it and the guy tries to do it and all of a sudden you hear the gun go off and 
the dude's like standing at the pearly gates looking yeah, around. He's, like, in heaven. he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this uh, this week before I go to my next one, I'm gonna get the American flag. Uh, You're gonna get the Rex Bondo pants. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Do you think anyone wants to take a roundhouse kick while I'm wearing these bad boys? Yeah. <laughs> Forget about it. But it, it was pretty cool, though. Think anybody thinks I'm weak when I go home to Starla every night? <laughs> Forget about it. That's awesome, man. So now, whenever you're now, you can just see someone walking down the street and be like, that guy has a burrito I want, and you can disarm him for his burrito. Just scream Krav Maga and take his burrito from him. I am going to disarm you for your burrito. <laughs> sorry for the nut shot. But not that sorry. That's awesome. That would be funny, though, that like he's walking with the burrito like this, and I'm like, fucking headbutt him and take his burrito. <laughs> Krav Maga, bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. It was pretty cool. I mean, there was like six people there, so that shit gets intense. Like, I guess like Kellen used to do that, and I went to one session where he, him, and Brent were sparring together, and he just like tossed Brent around the mat and like gave him a concussion and shit. Like that, that shit gets pretty, pretty intense. They're like, yeah, you know, like they give you the free one because they're like, you know, they want to get you. And it works. Like I got there when I had a good time, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, I gotta do this." You know what I mean? Like, and then you're leaving. I'm like, "Fuck, I don't know if I should do this." And <laughs> then uh, they're like, "You know, for right now, for an additional three hundred thirty dollars, we can, you can get all the gear, and then you can come back and fucking really fight people." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> you know what? what? You know what might work a little faster? Steroids. Let <laughs> <laughs> me get you a steroid regimen. And uh, you gotta get all the gear, and then you could really like. And I was like, What? What? I'm not, dude. It's been one hour, buddy. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk on the phone first before we really get that intimate with each other. For only $499.99, and we will give you gear so we can kick your ass, <laughs> pay you to get like, your ass whooped. They're like, You know, we do these ones where we do like a flight simulation, we're on a plane. I so I guess I don't know if they like they go to somewhere where there's like. Like it, it's like an old plane or something, and like they do like training exercises. If somebody like, like tries to take over the plane, yeah, that's cool. like, what? so you get to do different scenarios, yeah, that's cool. We're gonna it's teach like, you how not to freak it's like out, badass cosplay, you know. I was more like, all right, if I can get through the jumping jacks, we'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> that made you do jumping jacks well you know you, you got to warm up and stretch and stuff and everybody did this one thing and i and i was like trying to like i don't know it was like like get down like in a push-up but almost like a what's that dog style in yoga downward facing dog something like that and i was trying to get down there and they ran over like whoa 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 guy your size just do this and they just had me put my foot up against the wall and lean forward. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fuck yeah. They didn't have to. I guess they didn't want to watch me struggle going to the fucking floor <laughs> and trying to get up. He's not oh. signed up yet. Our liability insurance won't cover him. 
Just, sir, just put your foot on the wall, please, gently. <laughs> just slowly lean forward to feel a slight yeah. stretch. We don't, we don't need to have him be sued for a muscle strain here, people. <laughs> but I mean, when I left, I was drenched in sweat. So it might have been because it was like 200 fucking degrees in there. I don't know. I mean, I I can get you drenched in sweat just playing dodgeball. You can come play dodgeball. I'm getting, I'm getting drenched in sweat just looking at you. Well, hey, well, well, what do you know? Hey, now. That was, that was very romantic of you. I appreciate that. Do you guys need some privacy? <laughs> no, I need to find uh yeah. I need to find weird manga to showcase. <laughs> Later. How's it going, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how would you so last week we talked, Matt? We uh we talked that you got married. Yeah. Yeah, you got the ball and chain connected to you. Congratulations. Thank you. I showed some pictures. Did you? Relax. Mm-hmm. I just want to take some pictures. <laughs> I said I got some odd pictures of me feeding you cake. Did you get them? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Show it. <laughs> I'm not showing them. <laughs> I did tell everybody that I made you feed me cake and that we danced. Yeah. One of those is true. You guys are so cute. <laughs> Which both they are both true. One of those is true. You fed me cake and then you twirled me on the dance floor. Yep. And then uh my vows were for you secretly also. The first the first like paragraph and a half were. I'm the one that motivates you, and I'm the one that is there for you, and the one that to make sure you, yeah, hell that that was all me. You definitely motivate me, sir. <laughs> all right. Anything else going on with you guys? Oh man, too much to even freaking talk about. But um, when we get to dodgeball, I've got some incredible, incredible footage to share. We we ventured into the other dodgeball league here in Arizona. And uh, no, we're not trying to join forces. It, would, it did not go I, well. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I saw that footage you posted on online. And I was like, is this just like a firing squad? It looks like you all just stood there in a line and just were like, don't don't move. <laughs> just that was effortlessly me. dodge. Yeah. No, I know. But it looked just like they were taking turns throwing the ball. And it, it didn't look like dodgeball at all. Yeah, they they play a very different style than what we play. And, um, you know, I guess we could do it right now since that's already queued up in the in the dock, the Google Doc. But, oh, dude, here we go. I found my WTF manga. Also, anyway. I mean, we can save it, but whatever you no, want to do. If you want to talk dodgeball, we can talk dodgeball. If you want to save it, we can save it. But, yeah, that – that was a big thing. So I look forward to that at the end, uh, you know, as we, as the show progresses, but um, the other thing was we got another win and flag football, man. And it's freaking feels good. Damn, dude, oh, you're kicking ass, taking names. We've got a winning season. We got three and two and then we're headed to the playoffs. So I'm feeling really good, man. 
so after good, all last year about winning a single o'clock. game when we're three and two. What's that? You said you felt so good. You thought it was three o'clock just now. <laughs> yeah, I got home and it, the clocks were all wrong. That's my fault, though. That's one hundred percent my fault. What the power went out at your house and yeah, it was weird. Just damn, it's it's pretty. It's not so. It's, it seems kind of dark for three o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> my wife's like, "Oh, it's past dinner time." I was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh my gosh, what time is it?" <laughs> so I was like, I was rushing to join. I'm really sorry about that. I'm going to an evening with Kevin Smith tomorrow night to watch Clerks 3, and I said, I'm going to see if I can get a selfie of him crying just for you, Kyle. Oh, God, I hope so, because, you know, he doesn't fucking cry very often. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's see if I can get a personalized video to my friend Kyle as he cries. I'm sure he fucking cried as he crossed the California state. Arizona, I love Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Is he known for crying a lot? Oh, the motherfucker cries at the wind blows. If the wind blows, dude, he fucking cries. Putting on clothes, he gets. Ah, I love putting on clothes. Okay, so my kid, my football kids, they they screw up all the time, right? Kids make mistakes all the time, and then I yell at them, and I tell them, if if coach is yelling at you, all you need to say is yes, coach, and then we move on. I say you cannot cry during the game. There's no crying in football. Well, I mean, but it's serious. Like, do you know why you can't cry during the game? And they're like, no. This man shit. I said, because we're depending on you to win this game. And if you're crying, you can't see and you can't breathe. So quit crying. Cry on your own time. There's nothing wrong with that. You can cry on your own time. But while you're playing the game, you stop crying. Don't cry at all. I cried. And they, they're like, okay, yes, coach. Yeah. But they still cry. They still cry a little bit. I remember I cried during football when I signed up. I remember uh, it was like, you know, when you joined Pop Warner, like your first two weeks, like they consider it like hell week. Yeah. And I remember I was kind of late and I showed up. And this is why I quit football and I never played it again. Was uh, I remember the coach was mad. You're late. You need to get dressed. And I was like, all right, I'm walking over to the bathroom. You got a jock strap on? Change in front of everybody. And I was like, what? Dude, I'm like, nine. What are you <laughs> talking about? You'll be stripped down because I got a jock strap on. You're fucking stupid. So I cried and went home and I never played football again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame you. That's freaking <laughs> stupid. Are you even getting paid for this, dude? Or this is like volunteer work, right? You don't get paid to be a coach, right? You just do it for the love of the game. I get a t-shirt. And I get to I get to coach my kid. And then my sisters were cheerleaders, so they had to do the whole season. So then I still had to go to all the games afterwards because <laughs> my sisters were cheerleaders for the team. Just I, think like high, I think high school football coaches get paid. Well, yeah, I, yeah. High school, high school does, but no. Really, but I was talking like Pop Warner. You know what I mean? Like, no, we don't get over enthusiastic father. You know, <laughs> change in front of everyone. You got a jock strap on, or a cup, or whatever. He said, you know what I mean? I was like, Ooh. I don't even think I have that on. You know, 
<laughs> right to your face. Jeez Louise. What a guy. What a freaking guy. <laughs> right. I hope he's a small place of hell for him. But I hope did you guys weenie. did you guys cover the anime news that I posted last week? Yes. Oh, okay. Damn it. Damn it. Well, no, no easy I got, out for I you, Sam. What's that? Said no easy out for you. No easy out for me. You guys want to get into the news yet? Yes, sir. Let's do it. Yay! Yeah, that's great. Starting off tonight with Gargoyles news from Dynamite Comics. Last month, Bleeding Cool mentioned that Dynamite Entertainment had told comic book retailers this week that at Baltimore Diamond Retailer Summit, they had received an initial order of over 100000 on Gargoyles number one. Recent Dynamite launches have seen them using final order cutoffs to increase their final orders for two to three times. So we wondered how high this would go when it came to its final order cutoff date on Monday, the 14th of November before publisher, uh, before publication on the 7th of December. Now we know 179,093 copies ordered by retailers in advance. This will easily make uh book the highest selling dynamite comic book of the year. As Darkwing deck number one only comes out in January, 2023, just for context, that makes it outsell Batman, X-Men, Spider-Man, pretty much everyone, everything in the direct market of comic book shops. And that's before they do a second printing. When they were at 100,000 units, that was 70,000 units direct market, 30,000 units in exclusive cover variants, commissioned especially for individual retailers. Of the 179,000 units, both the direct market and exclusives went up. So the exclusives broke 38,000 units and the other 141 units are the direct market. So effectively the direct market numbers doubled at FOC. So, and this is the hive comics gargoyles because since they're so awesome and they come on every week now to talk about Indies, I figured I'd put their book up. Absolutely. Those guys are awesome. I can't believe they're in Renovision every week. Dude, that is such a cool cover. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's. A, I think it's Tyler Kirkham. That's amazing. I mean, it Dude. is a. I raced home to watch Gargoyles. This is such a cool cover. I like so the yeah, take they, on all of them. They've got the. Well, where's uh, the little guy? I mean, They're Goliath looks like he's a, a member of Metalocalypse a little bit, but yeah. Otherwise, everyone else looks dope. So the. Hive Comics, since they're on Renovision every week doing shit with us, uh, their exclusives came out yesterday at 2 p.m. And they have a, a uh, Virgin and then the one they show here. Are they sold out yet? Trade dress. <laughs> Aww. Your number one fan's here. Oh, I'm Lopez. Here. Welcome. He's here for Maddie. So shout out to the Hive Boys. Thanks a lot for hanging out with us and showing off your books. 
I mean, are you guys excited for this? Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've I've already uh, I set my pull list yesterday or on Wednesday when I went into my shop. I'm, I'm super excited for that. Thanks, Darth. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. But I mean, I really like this Tyler. I mean, I'm a fan of Tyler Kirkham, so. I think he does awesome art, and I mean, it's cool the Hive Boys that they got. Did they do this with the um, Bird City crew? No, they have their own different one. Never mind. So shout out to them. Oh, there, yeah. there looks like there's so many number one variants for this book, though, man. Well, I mean, what what did it say? How many? There's Seventy thousand of the, you know, to comic retailers. When they were at a hundred units, that was seventy thousand units direct market, thirty thousand units an exclusive cover variant commissioned, especially when so thirty thousand. So I mean, because I know the Bird City, theirs are actually pretty cool too. I don't know if you've seen them. I've not seen the Bird City one, but I wonder if it's just, I wonder if it's the one I just got a text message about. It is. It is indeed. Which, what, um, which one did you pre-order? Here, I'll share my screen right now and show. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Bird City ones. I, I think yeah. the High Boys, I think they made, they nailed it. High one's really good. The Bird City one's not a not a fan. That the one of like Goliath on his own looks a little um yeah, not great. Do we have all these different covers? I don't want to slam on anybody. Uh, it just doesn't look great. Here I'm going to present real quick. Um, there's a David Nakayama. Like they've got, I like the one where he's surfing. It's kind of cool. Is these all their covers? There's a Jay Lee. Jay Lee has a cover. Tony Fleece has a cover. Yeah, the VHS. Oh one's yeah, cool. Tony and Trish one. That's kind of cool. Sold the fuck out. Yeah, the Tony and Trish one is pretty cool. This uh, this version right here, the lyrics version, is kind of cool. Yeah, that's the one I I want. But it's an ex a retailer exclusive. It's a, super, it's a sweet looking cover. Amanda Connor and, then, and yeah. Jimmy Palmati have one. The David Nakayama is the main A cover. So, if you like the birds, city or see, I don't like that that Goliath one standalone Goliath one just irks me. I don't know, it's just something about it. 
Which you get one? the Nakayama, the Bird City one that you were showing with Goliath standing there by himself on like the the side of the building. Uh, let me see. Oh, the Goliath one. Yeah, the Ivan Tao one. Um. Why would you that one? It's whatever the Bird City one was. Is it the Ivan Tao one? It's the here. Pull up the pull up the Bird City one again. Ed says, says, "Tell us how you feel, Matt. Be real." I don't want see. I don't want to trash it. It just looks bad. It it just looks bad. Like I don't know. It it looks like Goliath is like taking a shit. It, It all right. I'll be real. The cover looks like Goliath just took a massive shit in his hand and he's looking at it. He's checking it for like peanuts. If you pull it up, like it just does not look good to me. Oh, the corn. I don't, I don't want to shit on bird city because they're good people, but like, it's just not a good cover. I don't, in my opinion, I'll that's it. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. It just like, here, I'll send it to you, Kyle. I'll fucking screen cap it and send it to you. And you'll be like, oh my god, it does. I'm look looking like for the uh, ash. I'm looking for the ash can one. I, I was just looking at it. I think I know which one you're talking about. It just looks like he's taking a doo-doo, man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was just looking at that one. It literally looks like he just took a doo-doo and he's inspecting it. Doesn't that what everybody does? No, no, no. No. Damn, I really want this. I don't know if I want this VHS variant now because it's sold out or because it's fucking cool. A little bit of both. When does that book even come out? It comes out December. Um... I don't know when in December though. So I mean, it looks like everybody's on this one. I'm trying to find the ash can. If you could send it to me, but I don't know where to find it. I'm trying to find out like when the book actually releases. The I think the Ashcan is oh, the the Ashcan already came out. I think the Ashcan came out a few weeks ago. I want to say the Ashcan is just like the, is the Nakayama, but oh, here it is, here it is. I found it. Yeah, store exclusives are kind of out of hand. Gonna be even more out of hand with gargoyles. Oh, it's the one where it looks like he's surfing. Oh, okay. It's this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Nakayama. That's a. Yeah. I think that's also the main cover. That'll be the main cover for the book so, as well. That's it. Looks like everybody's excited about it, though. That's good. 
No, I'm not gonna log in. So many variant so, covers, man. It's crazy. That's a cool right? one too. This other Nakayama ones. Oh, that's for issue two. I Goliath still have the Kirkland cover. Like... Oh, he said not that one. Damn it. That's the only ash can I've yeah, seen. If you could shoot it to my Instagram. If you could shoot it to my Instagram, Bruce, for that'd be cool. So the the um VHS cover is a one in twenty. <clears throat> Slides are done, boys. I, I looked on you like on thank you, sir. I mean, it is. Is it? Oh, I'd like to get the Trish one. That one's not sold out. Here, I'm going to put an add to cart. There. They have a right. Nakayama metal cover. Uh, Nakayama limited virgin. Then they have the one in 250 Nakayama virgin foil. Crazy. We're still we're covers. still on gargoyles covers. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. They have a blank cover. So, all right. But there you go. Gargoyles comes out um, December seventh. Is that's my birthday? Gargoyles. gargoyles number one. Is it your birthday? It's your Happy birthday, birthday to me. I'm looking forward to the Darkwing Duck in January. I wonder how many covers it's going to be to that one. There's a few. I don't know. Like I haven't seen all the stores exclusives yet. I've just seen like what have been teased, and there's a lot of cool ones. I hope there's one where it looks like he's looking at his poo. <laughs> there needs to be. Darkwing Duck actually comes out January 4th, so the first week in January. There's still a lot of like unreleased covers. Was oh, that one from your? Uh... Yeah, there's like one like that's from the same artist that's doing all those flash covers that you love so much. Mm-hmm. Hate this thing. Adolfo's virgin, Adolfo's variant for this book is so gnarly. What's it look In like? In a good way. It's the B cover also. Here, I'll show you. It's uh, this one right here. Oh, it's not sharing. Hold on. There we go. Oh, that's cool. It's like very Batman-esque. Yes. Yeah. And the cover looks badass. Oh, that's... That's the one he was talking about. Oh, shit. Sorry. There's the, the one by your favorite... Artist is doing all those fla- weird flash covers. That's pretty cool. I do like the Sashcat one. So share it, share it, sharing that, is caring. That one is better than most of the flash covers he's done. <laughs> right, but those fucking those fucking flash covers are garbage that he's doing. So, all right. Enough with the 
Yeah. The Heritage Auctions, Rob Liefeld's first Deadpool artwork. House is selling a huge amount of high-end original comic book artwork with pieces going under the hammer today that tell the story of some of the biggest superhero comic books over the decades and the creators who worked on them. As part of their 2020 November 17th through 20th comic and art signed auction number 7283 listing, here's just a tiny smothering of what is on the offer. Rob Liefeld's first preliminary sketch of the appearance of Deadpool from New Mutants 98, currently with bids totaling 31000 The second following page, preliminary sketches following for slightly less mo- money. Mummies. 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 <laughs> they're, they're spell checking in that. Uh, I, I had to keep it. It was it, It's what they wrote. Didn't want to have to put it in like brackets, what they really meant to write. Would you pay thirty one thousand for the original sketches? No, Deadpool? dude. Look at that. Like, look at this calf on Deadpool right here. <laughs> Good God! And look at all the pencil lines. So he's drew he drew it bigger two times before he actually inked it. <laughs> Good night. This is so funny, right? And this one looks like a character inside of his calf. Look at this. Here's the body, the eyes, the belly button. A little mouth, like it looks like a little character inside of his his character. Dude, his feet are so weird. Good night, man. (laughs) Daddy drew bigger. It's so funny. How? Oh, that was supposed to be that that side calf profile is not big enough. Who? In their right mind was like, hey, yo, like wait, so which one is the redraw? This Deadpool's hot. Which one is the redraw? Here's the inked one, and then like he's got pencil lines here first, and then another pencil line out here first. Uh, Again, like so it looks like he was like, No, that's too big. No, that's too big. Oh, that's just big enough. Because they (laughs) they look very similar, but they're not the same. I would spend 31 cents. Dude, it's... I don't know. It's bad. Did he he inked it right? He went back over and he like totally inked everything. It looks like it. It looks like it, but it looks like it's also drawn on a bar napkin. Okay, but which one is the redraw? The one on the right or the left? Because the one on the right looks narrower than the one on the left. These are two different pages. These are the same. These are depicting the same thing. Then I fucked up. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, it's this. Yeah, I think you fucked up then because they're the two exact same. So pages. here, it's all right, Kyle. But the one on the one on the left looks them. wider than the one on the right. This is this was the other one. I'll share it real quick. This was the other page. I see. Well, so did it again Bruce here. Banner? Who is that? He did it again there, too. Right here? Yeah. Dude. Wah! Like, dude, I'd be, I'd be worried if the side of my muscle went out that way. Dude, he looks like he had a stroke while he was trying to draw that hand. 
This one or this one? That one. This one? Yeah. He's got witch fingers, bitches. Rob yeah, Liefeld fights Rob Liefeld. That looks like you know, more like good. Egon Spangler than it does <laughs> Cable in that top picture. It's always the quiet ones. You know, we gave him a nice little... Gave yeah, him he's got like a Frankenstein there. jock. Dude. And this guy keeps getting work, ladies and gentlemen. I don't understand it. Jesus. What is this right here? Is this a leg or a mountain or that's Deadpool's dick right there? <laughs> it's my dick. That would be um Deadpool. You see these lines going through it? I wonder if Asshole. he got mad and was like, no, 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 not like this. Stupid Rob, stupid Rob. He's beating himself up like Chris Farley. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm so stupid. It's <laughs> not what a Deadpool look like. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I hate you, Bob. Come on, Come on. Me, Rob. Come on. Rob. Do it right. Do it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like he did that everywhere, though. Oh. Can't draw a calf. Tyson oh! <laughs> said, "I'd spend more on Jonah Hill's dick pics from Superbad." Hey, fair play. But that's yeah. <laughs> Stupid Rob. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if you're if you got the money and. $31,000 is burning a hole in your pocket for that. Nah, I mean, power I to you, I guess. Found it like walking down an alley or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is Rob's. I hate you, Rob drawings. <laughs> now, every time he draws something, that's what I'm going to picture. He just he goes through the cycle where he's like, "Oh, this is going cool." Oh, I hate myself. Oh, I'm so stupid. I hate me and Rob Liefeld. <laughs> he's just self-destructively drawing pictures. <laughs> yeah, every every character is his face so that he could destroy his his own ego. <laughs> You're so ugly, Rob. I hate myself. <laughs> Fucking funny. All right. Uh, <laughs> Comic book uh, creator Mark uh, Mike Hawthorne tweeted a recent payment slip for an unnamed comic book publisher saying, I'm not trying to spill any tea, but this is why many comic artists die poor and cynical. It shows royalties from a comic book totaling $354.65 with deductions for prior payments and advances for $353.21, leaving a total of $1.44 payable to the creator. That's bro. That is that's, super fucked. That's not a lot of money. I mean, did he get paid? I, but he got advances, right? Yeah, he got advances. So I guess, oh, I mean, 
it's kind of like what the record companies do too, right? They give you a bunch of money to put out an album, and then when you get the sales, they they take their cut back out. Yeah. Here's five hundred bucks to draw us this. Thank you. Cool. It made five hundred and eight dollars. So here's your do- here's your fifty six cents. Yeah, and for digital. $1,423.71 total earnings $233 or sorry digital is $119.02 print net revenue $2,787.06 total earnings $233 foreign licenses $31.43 total revenue royalties paid $2.63 uh, total royalty earnings Three thousand five hundred, or sorry, three hundred fifty-four dollars and sixty-four cent, sixty-five cents, less prior payments and advances. Three fifty-three twenty-one. Yeah, dude, that would piss you off to get a check in the mail for a dollar forty-four. Just roll it over, roll yeah. it over to next month. You're probably spending more on the paper than that it costs to just print that check and send it. Then I'd put it on the wall. Yeah, you can't even buy a new pen for that much. No. I'd, I'd frame it. I mean, I wouldn't have enough money to buy the frame, but I would frame it, and I would I would put it on the wall because what else are you going to do with it? Yeah. And that's why when your favorite artists and writers come to Comic-Con... Now you're knowing why they're charging $30 for a signature. Yes. Because they're getting checks for $1.44. So now I know why Tony Moore will draw you a $300 <laughs> zombie that's the size of a half dollar because Kirkman probably sends him checks for 35 cents. Speaking of that, tomorrow, tomorrow night is the series finale of The Walking Dead. Yep, that's it. It's done. Did you see that uh, Kirkman is back suing AMC for like another hundred and something million dollars? Yeah. Yeah, and that's on top, and that's an additional lawsuit on top of the lawsuit that he's already filed that hasn't even been settled yet. I mean, he had to have made some money from AMC. Oh, I think he's made tons of money from them, but it's just not enough. Yeah, just, just not enough. He's like, oh man, my my another comic book of my Oblivion song tanked now. We'll sue AMC for The Walking Dead yep. again. <laughs> I have no. I need more money. Let's do. Let's do another lawsuit against AMC. But yes, that's this. This is the exact reason why. When your favorite artist, I'm gonna say it again. When they're at comic cons, when they're at shows, don't bitch. That's how they actually rate. make enough money to keep doing this. Don't 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 be pissed because you got to give them money. I mean, it's any wonder why guys like. Tinian go on Substack and start trying to make their own money and publish their own stuff so that they don't have to do this royalty nonsense and they can just get straight to the money. I'm hoping like people, obviously not because he's posting this. So, but you think of like, I mean, I don't know how it works, but like, that sucks. <laughs> that just sucks. It does. I mean, suck. I guess, I guess don't take the cash advances is what it's saying. You can't you can't get by without those cash advances. You you're gonna do all that work, not get paid for it, and then wait for the for royalties. Nah, he has to take the advance. The the way around it is is like 
guys like Tinian or independent publishers are doing where they cut out the studio, the big publishing studio or the publisher, and they go direct to market with their own stuff. That's how they do it. That's how so that's why, that's, why that, that's the big reason why we see so many people going and doing stuff at image and stuff, their own work and keeping the rights to it. So they don't end up with dollar 44 checks. Right. Well, you, I mean, you don't, you don't think even at image, they still have to pay something like this. Like, like I think going full on indie, like Sam is saying through Substack and all that, where you handle all of that would be the way to go versus image. Cause yeah, you retain the rights, but this isn't about right. This is royalties about sales and, and all that. So it's like, it, even at image, you would still hit the same, the same bump. I'd be curious to see others, like other writers and artists, post something like this. Yeah, I you know I would be curious to see how these do versus like a Substack. Well, you got to think with the the popularity of Marvel films and superhero films and comic book films in general, like more and more this is going to come out because i mean we've we've heard whispers about and seen numbers about how much like royalty wise these creators get paid when these characters are brought on the big screen and so you you would think that more and more this is going to start coming out and kind of makes me wonder if there's going to be some short if they're going to start trying to push from some sort of shift in the comic industry to get more money um from from work like this versus your dollar forty four check, but like when I when we were talking to uh, George Perez, and I don't get me wrong, like a lot of his work, it took a long time for it to hit the screen to make the money. But he was like, he's he pretty much said he had more money than he knew what to do with because of royalties. Like that's interesting because you see like uh, a lot of you see combo guards that are like I got thousand bucks or ten thousand bucks yeah i would say i would say you can think of that industry like the nba where you have a handful of top performers making making a lot of money and then everyone else in is just working for peanuts trying to get into that top level you know so i would say george perez is probably not um an example a fair example of what other comic book artists are making or how they're making their money well like uh who's i talking to he he he's he does the i know norm i know norm ratman inks a lot of his work um i can tell you i'll tell you right now hold on jesus christ brett booth I remember when I was talking to him at the con for a long time, he was drawing and stuff and he was living out of his car. Yeah. And still doing art for DC and stuff. So I guess well, I think yeah. a lot of it depends on like what you create too. And if that creation becomes, if it's something you create that becomes massive versus just doing a gig here and a gig there, to get by you know like look at look at bob kane just example bob kane bill finger 
Bill Finger died poor, nobody really knowing who he was. He died on some dude's couch while Kane reaped the benefits of all the Batman stuff. And I hope to die on your couch, Matt. Yeah, well, take a number. I got a long line of people that want to die on my couch, Kyle. <laughs> this makes me that episode of King of the Hill where the old woman grew up in Hank Hill's house and she wants to go back there and die. <laughs> So she keeps breaking in and they find her in the closet and stuff because she just wants to die in the house. <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's sad. So, I mean, that's the reason why you see a lot of these artists at cons asking for donations to the Hero Fund and other other things like that because they're not really making... Now you know why commissions are so expensive and you got to think they make a pretty good nut on the con scene. So I guess wouldn't this tell you to try to get on the con circuit as much as possible then? I guess it's probably why you see a lot of these artists and writers just go from con to con to con to con to con to con to con. To con. No. Yeah. Drawing pages. That too. Could depend on luck. Sure. But luck, luck is just opportunity, right? It's not, it's and... not who you know, it's who you blow. Just opportunity, and if you're prepared for the opportunity when it comes, you'll you'll seize it. That's the story of my life. I've never been prepared for the opportunity. <laughs> oh, you've never you never have been a prepared. Okay, probably gonna see a lot of these uh, artists starting OnlyFans now. Tell something for, their art or for something else. <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> There's a lucrative market on the internet. If you're listening to a comic book, if you're a comic book artist, listen. There's a lucrative market in hentai. Start drawing more hentai. All right. <laughs> Draw the hentai with your penis. That's the money maker right there. Go go on any of these <laughs> sites and draw hentai. Need the casting couch? Yes. Dude, oh, oh, we should start like an artist writer casting couch. Go on like new grounds and just sell hentai. So, are you uh, looking into breaking into comic book writing and artists? Yeah. Well, get naked first to see how good your skills are. <laughs> and hey, first, works for life though. Furries, dude. Draw people's fursanas. Lots of money there. Put your own face on it. Yes. All right, what's next? <clears throat> Do custom drawings, but give everyone's custom drawing the the Rob Liefeld treatment where you draw Tiny your feet face. And Rob Liefeld's face. Yeah. Dude, that's what... That's what, like, if, if if something happens to Rob Liefeld, he does caricatures, and it always turns it around. It's always his face. <laughs> there's like I, another there's masterpiece. Big money <laughs> in doing custom drawings with the uh, the the dick sucking face, the DB dick sucking face. That's, That's how you make your face. money. <laughs> That's how you make good money. I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. Just letting people know. <laughs> just letting you know. Uh, John Leguizamo recently told IndieWire that the casting in the upcoming Mario movie 
was backwards because his role as Luigi in 1993's film was a breakthrough for Latin actors. Uh, he's not Italian. Yeah, this is very <laughs> hypocritical because, yeah, he's not Italian. He's he's Latin, and the Mario characters are Italian plumbers from Brooklyn. So <laughs> very, it's very <laughs> hypocritical. So in other words, he's mad he didn't get a call. Yes, yes, he is mad he didn't get the call. He's mad that Charlie Day is playing Luigi over him. And he he's even like, says be Luigi. He he came out and he's like, when I, I went to New York Comic Con and, and all these other Comic Cons, and people come up to me and they're like, No, 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 we don't want this new animated crap. We want the original. We love the original. We want more of the original. I don't think anybody has true. said nobody's saying we that. want more of the original. Yeah, nobody's, nobody's saying, saying that. they love the original Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> they, they didn't jump on a single person's head, did they? Did they jump on any Goombas in the original movie? Um, I can't remember because I saw it's been so long since I've seen that movie and I refuse to watch it because I've got it pretty much scrubbed from, from your memory. <laughs> memory, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't dive back in then. Don't dive back in. <laughs> I just remember that uh Bowser aka Koopa was just a dude with like spiky white hair. Yeah, but he was <laughs> He was secretly a dinosaur lizard person. Yeah. Brucifer says the original was worse than Showgirls. Now there's a there's a movie war right there. Super Which Mario one was worse? Or Showgirls. Super Mario or Showgirls? I don't know. Wasn't uh, Jesse from Saved by the Bell in, in Showgirls? Yes. yes. Doesn't she I, get, I, I get in that movie? Story. I told that story for me and all my buddies went to go see that in the movie theater. So it was like seven dudes. <laughs> walking you went to watch a porno movie. with seven dudes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I went to take this awkward. It wasn't our best. <laughs> it wasn't your finest moment. <laughs> Glitter. There you Did go. Did you guys have a contest to see who would get a chub first? <laughs> I don't know what we were thinking. I mean, he kind of looks Italian here. He's with Bob Hoskin. Bob Hoskin's not, not even Italian. He's English. He's an He's English British. actor. Yeah. Look at that tongue. Gene Simmons-esque tongue. <laughs> I forgot all about this movie. Oh, dude. Aye, aye, aye. The movie was super weird. Hey, oh, Mario. It's a wonder. You know, they had the Mario cartoon, which was very faithful to like the Mario games. Um, and they Those had the some Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yep. And then they came up with this, which was like, <laughs> it was like a, you know, a bad trip while you were playing Mario Bros. I could see that, but it had very little to do with the source material. And you're bitching about, about Tyson it, but, nailed it. That's what we were doing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure actors are paid a substantial amount of money to play and pretend to be other people. Make you believe that they're other people. So it doesn't really matter. I don't think like this this is just very boohoo, like 
you're sad that you didn't get a call to play Luigi or Yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> Sorry, poor bastard. Did he not get a call for John Wick 4 either? Probably not. Just a real step back for Latin actors. You know, we're <laughs> we're making strides. You know, those Latin actors they, they love to play Italians. Yep. So poor John Leguizamo. All right. Yeah, Everyone make sure to, to check out his OnlyFans to keep him relevant. Yeah. <laughs> <Check out laughs> Diamond <that>. Comics <laughs> Diamond Comics on why they can't do free shipping, but Boom will help. Don't you have something for that, Kyle? I will in a second. Meantime. Oh, look. They heard OnlyFans. And XXX69 online, free girls in your city. Oh, uh, let me check you on that one. Free girls in you city. Oh, oh. you. Damn. In- damn. In you city. He can play the clown again and spawn. There we go. <laughs> the spawn movie that won't happen. He has to play Violator again. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> Um, Diamond took the stage at the uh, Diamond Comics Distributor Summit during um, uh, what Comic Con? It was at um, Baltimore Comic Con. I just had a brain fart there. I think I think Marco was there, or at least that's what it sounded like. Marco was there. Baltimore. Um, Yeah, Baltimore. In that, they're basically breaking down why they can't offer free shipping the logistics of why they can't offer free shipping the way lunar and penguin random house can um and they proceeded to like lay out all of the like great reasons to go with diamond to continue to to be part of diamond and the one thing that really 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 getting roasted about is they talk about how they only have a one percent yeah, non-printed damage rate is less than 1%, even with multiple complicating factors. So you're seeing a lot of people roasting them online for saying, Liars. well, that's not true, because when you send me a big-ass UPS box with three individual comics and a bunch of toys in it, those comics get damaged very easily. And we've all seen the photos of boxes from diamond of damages and and things like that so they're like oh they're they're saying they're offering incentives and now boom is trying to to come in and say that they've signed an exclusive deal with diamond they're going to continue to go with diamond and they're going to try to help offset some of that shipping cost um but it just doesn't yeah he said he's be offered a two percent freight rebate to help Retailers offset the increasing freight costs that will take effect in January 23. Yeah. They're not going to charge a typical 3% reorder fee. It just, it sounds like they're a cry for like, you should sign with us because of this. And we're the largest distributor and we have trucks that 
we use to special deliver things to UPS so they don't have to be in UPS's care so much. And we're going to try and partner with the USPS. You know who said they should team up with the deliver? Who? They should try to get up with Amazon. Oh, yeah. But that was a joke, right? <laughs> Oh, someone's pizza's done. What? Someone's pizza rolls are done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think it was Kyle. Oh, he froze. Oh, Kyle got so excited about his pizza rolls, he froze. I never freeze. He's just standing very, and... very still. But yeah, I mean, it's just essentially Diamond telling you why you should go with them and why they can't offer free shipping and trying to lay out all of these other analytics to to make you want to. But it boils down to, hey, we like getting money and we yeah. don't like frozen money. Yeah, we can't we can't give you we like money, so we're not going to give you free shipping. Like some of these other companies will. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Jonah Hill will soon work on their first feature film together. Wednesday news broke, revealing that John, John Wick star has joined a movie called Outcome, which is set to be directed by Hill. Little is known about the project other than Hill's also co-wrote the script alongside Ezra Woods. Hill is also producing the film under his strong baby production banner. Do we know anything about the plot? There's not much known about it. I the only Jonah Hill directed film I've seen is that mid '90s, and I like that. So, um, I don't know. It, Streamer it's crashed inter- on me. It's interesting to see Jonah Hill and Keanu Reeves working together. Well, I I saw an analysis one time that Keanu Reeves is like the perfect character canvas. Meaning that he he is very pliable, like uh, like clay, for whatever director he works for. He'll he'll do whatever the director tells him to. And so, well, in the hands of a, job? in the hands of a skilled director, he does very well. Like in Bill and Ted and and The Matrix and John Wick. But in the hands of lesser directors, you get things like Johnny Mnemonic. Um, that don't do very well. So the question is, is Jonah Hill, is he capable of directing Keanu Reeves to success or is this going to fall flat? Yeah, that's, I don't know. Like I said, I've only seen one movie that he's directed and I enjoy, and although I enjoyed it, I don't know if I'm going to rush to see a movie he directed starring Keanu Reeves. What movie did you like that he directed? Mid nineties, it's called. Oh my god, that movie's fucking terrible. You don't like mid nineties? Oh my god, it's so fucking stupid. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. What? What did you like about it? The plot. I, I mean, growing up in that, it was very true to growing up in that time. Is that the girl who plays the girl that gets beheaded in Hereditary? Is she the main girl in mid nineties? Um, I've never seen Hereditary, so I don't know. I just uh, I found Mid 90s slow and almost unwatchable. 
It's just about a girl who goes to a party, right? No, no, no. So mid nineties is about a little kid who has no friends, uh, who ends up joining up with some local skaters and becomes a skater and trying to fit in with them and and it's about him trying to be accepted. And they're older and yeah. You know, it was a great movie that was kind of like that with kids. Did you ever watch that movie? That was that was rated R, wasn't it? I think so. Did you I ever see like, that one, Matt? I was like eight years old when it came out. I have not seen kids, no. That one was better than mid-90s. And apparently he's directed this Studs film that's on Netflix of his as well. How many raspberries is that, Kyle? Jonah Hill turns the tables on his shrink in Netflix documentary. Dude, did you see uh, going with Tyson's uh, Constantine 2 is what he's looking forward to. Did you see him on uh, what show was it? It was one of the late shows where he said he wants to do Constantine 2. Yeah, it was uh, Colbert. Yes. I thought that was awesome. Yes. He said that before they confirmed that they're making a Constantine too. Yeah, he said he yeah. would love to be. Yeah, he said he went on there and just said he would love the opportunity to be able to do Constantine too. It was like they were talking about like the role that he'd really liked to play and he'd like to play again. And he said it was Constantine. Dude, John Hill will play the role of Constantine. Because it's in New York and they're in the subway. <laughs> the dude's got no legs. He's going, I have no legs. I have no legs. <laughs> I have no legs. You gotta watch kids. It's actually pretty fucked up, actually. Add it to your list, Matt. I will. I will add it to my list. Okay. I appreciate it. A list of shit that I will not watch. (laughs) No. I'll add it to my list. (laughs) All right. Moving forward. The house featured in the 1985 film The Goonies is going up for sale in Astora with a price tag of 1.6 million filmed in and around Astora. The four bedroom house was featured um, in the 80s classic as the oh, home of Sean Astin and Josh Borland's characters. I, you know, like I've been talking to Sam oh, about this for a while. Um, I've been looking from a sign from above to why I should move out of Arizona. And I think I just found it. You want this nicely patioed house in Astoria, Oregon? Yep. I need to live in the fucking Goonies house. Well, I hope you've got some serious scratch just sitting around. Because you're going to need it for the hefty down payment. (laughs) Dude, how awesome would that be though to live in the Goonies house? That'd be incredible. Who you texting? It's a nice little house. Not texting anybody. What are you doing? Looking at down at the screen. I think it would be awesome to live in the Goonies house, though. It'd be fucking cool. I think it'd be even cooler to live in that shack that had all the ice cream in it, where they kept chunk. (laughs) I think it'd be better to live on One Eye Willie's ship. With all that gold. 
Dude. What is the population of Astoria, Oregon? Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. He only scratches his buttocks. <laughs> yeah. Dude. What a nice town to live in, though. Look how, look how nice it is. Kind of rainy outside. Green trees everywhere. Fuck, man. Population of 10,343. Perfect. Sold. By the Goonies house. It's right on this nice little bay. Dude, I would, me and my family would ride around on bikes and call ourselves Goonies. So what you do is start selling on whatnot. I'll come into your streams and I'll boost your book. I'll, I'll, you know, inflate the prices of your books for people to bid on. So then you're getting a lot more money and then you sell them for a higher profit. And then that'll help you get to that $1.6 million faster. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate you having my back like that. Absolutely. I just want to see your dreams come true, Kyle. Everybody join my whatnot tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to see those dreams come true, Kyle, just for you, buddy. Oh, my gosh. That's anything to get out of fucking Satan's butthole. Yes. I like it. Hey, you guys. That's out, dude. You'd have to yell that if you're in a. Yeah. It's a requirement every every day that way. Yep, you Every gotta walk day. out. Gotta walk out this door right here, onto that Take a deep deck. Breath. Your robe open in your tidy whities your squeezies, and just with a cup of coffee and take a sip, and then scream at the top of your lungs. Hey, you guys! You know the every other thing I have to do is every, every time I walk up to my gate, I have to do the jump. Yep, and you have to make sure you have a midriff cut off Superman shirt. <laughs> I do know how to make your dreams come true, Tyson, and no problem. I will gladly help anybody with that. All you got to do is start whatnots, and I'll have no problem secretly helping you inflate the price of your books. That book's worth way more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't believe up. you're only bidding a dollar. <laughs> while Ed says, while holding a baby Ruth. Baby, and like, if I lived there, I wouldn't do anything to like conceal the house from people like coming up to take pictures and stuff. Like, I would just stand out there and get in, be the center of the pictures. Yeah, I totally, I totally would. And hand out little Goonies koozies for their little beverages. I give everybody that little thing the that uh, that he had. You should have a, a wax statue short round out there with like his boxing glove thing that comes out with a little tray that just sits there and b- holds baby Ruth. This is take one. <laughs> Dude, I would I would embrace the gooniness if I lived in the Goonies house. You have to. That'd be amazing. I'm going to make a GoFundMe to get me to buy the Goonies house. Do it. Do it. You'll get way more money than I did. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, absolutely. It's hard not to get more money than I've gotten. <laughs> Has anybody donated yet? Yeah, we've had we've had about two hundred fifty dollars donated. Nice. Let's get there. Will they let me do a GoFundMe to buy a house? Yeah, you can do GoFundMe for anything. Somebody did a gold GoFundMe to do to make potato salad and got like $10,000 for potato salad. I think you'll, 
you can do a, a GoFundMe to buy the Goonies house. He lost everyone when you said short round. <laughs> <laughs> He's data. He's data in the Goonies. Data short round. You don't call him Indy. You call him Dr. Jones. You know what, though, Kyle? I'd like to see you trade up from a paperclip to this house. I, I, I'm not going to copy the paperclip, but I will start with this guitar pick. There you go. Trade that guitar pick for something and then trade that for something else. For those of you who aren't familiar, there was a guy who started a blog where he traded a paperclip incrementally up until he had he traded for a house so he traded a paperclip for like a pen like a big pen and then he traded the big pen for something else and then that just kept going up it was kind of like dominoes they get bigger people were do were were trading stuff that was worth more just for the fact to be part of the trading yeah that might be the case but if you can incrementally do that then why wouldn't you i think it only took him about six weeks to get to the house Kyle, I will trade you this Costco receipt <laughs> for a hot dog, a soda, and a slice of pizza for that guitar pick. Oh, man, that's like a $5 value. What am I going to do with the Costco receipt? I can't. You trade, trade it, it to someone I can't else. Trade that up. You trade it to someone who collects Costco receipts. But, so no, it's a coupon. It's a coupon, it. is what it is, right? No, it's. It, just it's a, oh, it's a receipt you got for purchasing something? Yeah, yeah, for purchasing a hot dog, a soda, and a slice of pizza. Oh, that's worthless. Come on. That's down. <laughs> Not if he signs it. All right, all right. I will trade you this empty Coca-Cola Zero can for that guitar. <sighs> Come on, don't pick, trade him trash. It, trade him something good. No, no, if you take it to Michigan, you can trade it in for 10 cents. Okay, so you get you get to spend $500 on gas to drive to Michigan <laughs> to redeem a 10-cent can. Or just send it to Marco, who lives there. Tell him to to return it to turn it and try and get him to Venmo you or PayPal you ten cents. <laughs> Trade declined. I'll start with something bigger. I won't even start small. We'll start with something mid range, like a comic book. I'll start with a comic book. Trade those curtains signed by you, dude. I could start with this book. Eight billion one genies. Playing Super Mario Brothers 3. Hold on, I'm going to grab a... Oh. He's going to grab A and just left. I think he wants to go to the next thing. <laughs> I'll try to use condom for that receipt. Mm, no. <laughs> some DNA samples, huh? Yeah, I mean, I I was gonna try and dabble with cloning, so you might have an you might have a a, a deal there, Tyson. Never too late to start trying to dabble in cloning. New curtains, <laughs> get real. <laughs> Go fund me for new curtains first. My curtains are a staple of me being on YouTube. That's right. They're historic. Could you imagine if I had a different background? Like, like if I went back to my other background filled with art and comic books? All right. I think we're ready for the big story, right? Told you I could. Oh, shit. <laughs> there you go. 
You look like you're coming out of a vagina now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm coming out of the vaginal canal. He's been born. Welcome to the planet. Uh, Quentin Tarantino flirted for a period of time with directing Star Trek movies, but that doesn't mean he doesn't even talk about leaping into the MCU. Uh, the filmmaker who's currently making a press round in support of his new book, Cinema Spe- Speculations, told the Los Angeles Times that directors in the MCU are simply hired hands and he has no time to assume such a role. You have to be hired hand to do those things. Tarantino said to Mar of Marvel movies. I'm not a hired hand. I'm not looking for a job. Oh, he's an auteur. He's <laughs> an a, he's an artiste. Although he did say that if he was ever going to make a, a Marvel movie, he'd want to make a Sergeant Fury and the Howling Commandos movie. Oh, so, so it'd be like it'd Captain be like three. um, Inglorious Bastards. Exactly. Yeah, but with the uh, Howling exactly Commandos. Exactly, mm-hmm. Tyson. My curtains are a part of who I am. That's right. My wife loves those curtains for some reason. I have no idea why. That reminds me, if anybody listening is in Vegas, lives in Vegas, hanging out, I will be there over Thanksgiving if you want to come have a drink. Ooh, where are you staying? Your mom's house. <laughs> Good one. Classic. Are you going, are you going no, to the strip? Or? I'm staying at the Luxor. Oh. I have a suite at the Luxor. Oh, oh congratulations. Sweet, huh? Going all out. Look at this guy. Fancy schmancy. My wife's getting to her midlife crisis age, so she's like, we're going to Vegas and we're partying. I said, fuck yeah, I can do that. Fancy schmancy. That's cool, she, man. And she's been saving money for it. Good thing she didn't tell me she's saving money because last time I found out she was saving money, I bought a Volkswagen. You spent it. <laughs> I said, Who's all this money? <laughs> I bought a Volkswagen. <laughs> Enjoy all the bums sleeping on the street and pissing the elevators and all the gloriousness that Vegas holds. <laughs> They did not. They've always been this color. I just recently started smoking these in the house. (laughs) But yes, Tarantino is an artur, and uh, he will not take a job from the likes of Marvel. Well, hopefully he does a DC movie then. That would be cool. I thought he was. Re- I thought he was retiring. Didn't he? Isn't he supposed to be retired? He's only supposed to be doing a certain number of films, and then he's retiring. Oh really? I hadn't heard that. Yeah, because like Hateful Eight, he was supposed to be re- retiring soon after Hateful Eight. And then the Spineful and, Nine, and then um, <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What up, brother? And then what's next? What's next after that? Fargo? No. Star, so Star Trek. Quentin Tarantino said he's going to retire um, after 10 films. What's he at right he's, now? He's done 10. He said, while well, promoting his Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, on Real Time with Bill Maher, on June 25th, Tarantino confirmed he plans to retire after making one more film. 
Oh, he's at nine. Okay. Do you like the idea that he does that kind of stuff where he changes history? Yeah. It's whatever best serves the story. That's the point. He said... The only cool about what's fine time in Hollywood has been Leonardo DiCaprio fucking gets his flamethrower out. (laughs) (laughs) What's the fucking best? Uh, Bill Maher said, you're too young to quit and you're on top of your game. Um, And he replied, Tarantino replied, that's why I'm quitting. Tarantino said, over a cheering audience because I know film history and from here on in, directors do not get better. Interesting. What the fuck does that mean? It means that when you're old, your movies get suckier. Oh, so when you're young and on coke, that's when your movies are good. Well, I think not just on drugs, but you you have this kind of inner desperation to make a mark. And that kind of desperation gives you drive, gives you hunger. It's about drive. It's about power. We stay hungry. We devour. Thanks, The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like rock stars. Once they put out a few albums, they got rich and their music kind of turns. Yeah. How many of the new killer songs are you st- uh, do you listen to you know uh, the new killers albums none you like you you always go back to hot fuss right it's the best the one fuck are the killers the killers are a great rock and roll band never heard of her yeah right whatever kyle what do they sing you know what it's they like sing. um um god what the fuck is there i'm gonna google it you've never heard of breaking benjamin Mr. brightside man. All these bands, yeah, they start out with an edge, and once they hit mainstream, they all start sounding the same. It's because they don't have pain anymore, right? The, everything's going really well, so they have to take other people's pain and they write with other people's pain, they're which isn't the to, same. Yeah, it's they're not able the same to thing. Master pain with a ridiculous amount of money. It's not the same thing. Like you can't write a song that expresses a, a deep and painful emotion if you don't have deep pain. You're borrowing someone else's. You've never heard of Mr. Brightside. I don't think so. Hold on, let me see. Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine. Got yeah, I so. got a copyright strike because I'm singing their song. <laughs> okay, I've heard that song. It's Killers, man. I didn't know it was the Killers. I didn't know that was them. Oh, this is the real music. Uh-huh. Oh, this is all oh. that shit that he likes. All right, where are we at? I think he's at 10 now, though. Isn't he? Pulp Fiction. Jackie well, he Brown. Counts Kill Bill is one movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Kill Bill Volume 2. Kill Bill Volume 1. Which Reservoir Dogs. One. You got to count Kill Bill as one. Oh, he counts Kill Bill as one? Okay. Yeah. So then Reservoir Dogs. So, okay, then that's Kill Nine. Bill is... Then you're at five, and Glorious Bastards is six. Hateful Death eight. Proof is seven. Hateful Eight is nine. Or no, no Hateful Eight is eight. eight. Django and Chain would be nine. Yeah. So they got what? He's got one more fucking, one more dumb movie to put out. Reservoir Dog. You know his best screenplay is still True Romance. That's the best thing he's ever written. Okay. Take your word for it. 
You never seen True Romance? Huh. Oh, that's like the best movie ever made. I've been caught in a bad romance. Dude, true, you gotta watch True Romance. I was just giving us a laundry list of things to do, Sam. I know Kyle's given us all kinds of assignments, and he hasn't even done anime peer pressure. <laughs> yes, Reservoir Dogs does. True romance with Christian Slater and Patricia Arquette. It's got, yeah, and it's got fucking Brad Pitt. He's his roommate. Gary Oldman movie. and Gary Oldman. Christopher Walken. Wait, is that the one with the midgets? And Val Kilmer. No, there's no. That's not the one with the midgets. That's got a crazy cast in it, dude. Everybody's in it. Samuel yeah. Jackson's in it. Fucking Jack Black, James Gandolfini. Everybody's in it. It's awesome. It's got probably one of the coolest shootout scenes in it too. Fucking uh, Valky Batakamis is in it. Bronson Pinchot. Yeah, dude. Everybody's in that movie. It's awesome. Uh, I'm glad you just called him Valky Batakamis. <laughs> I don't know his name. <laughs> I don't know his cousin Balky. Cousin Balky, Corson Larry. But yeah, that was that was one of his screenplays. He just didn't direct it. Dude, Val Kilmer's Elvis in it. Exactly. See, Tyson knows what I'm talking about. It's probably one of Christian Slater's best roles too, and Gary Oldman, dude. Hey man, is it White Boy Day? Nah, man, it ain't White Boy Day. That fucking seems badass. Oh, you guys are missing out. I'll add it to the list, sir. Dude, all right. (laughs) Kelsey Grammer was the first actor to bring the Marvel character of Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Beast, to live action. Playing the role in 2006 X-Men's Last Stand, the character would then be played by Nicholas Holt in prequel movies X-Men First Class. While Grammer returned for a cameo appearance in X-Men Days of Futures Past in 2014, now over a decade on from the last appearance, he would look. That's only eight how years. would the actor feel about bringing Beast back for the last one more run? He said, "If you don't ask me to return to the role of Beast, you'll never. I'll never go to Disneyland again. I'd Ooh. love for them to do that. I want to do that." Dude's like seventy years old, man. It's a playful threat, Kyle. He knows. He knows he doesn't get much said. It's just he's just being playful. Fantastic Worlds loves a true romance. Dude, it's 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 a great movie. Christian Slater kills Gary Oldman, thinking that he's getting his new wife's, which was a prostitute, clothes, and it ends up being a suitcase full of coke. So they drive to California to sell it. It's fucking awesome. The biggest forehead in the industry. I'm, I'm putting in my name. I got a pretty big forehead. Biggest forehead in dodgeball. We should do a, a forehead measuring contest. Yeah, let's see how many. I think it's five. I got a five head. Yeah, five head. <laughs> Mine's four. <laughs> <laughs> Kelsey's he's got a six. His is like a six. Yeah, he's he's a six for but seventy years old playing beast. I don't think so, man. Unless it's a seventy year old beast. 
Peyton Manning would win. Yeah, he's got like a ten head. <laughs> he said, "Looks like a toe." <laughs> but all right, wait, wait before we go to that. You can go ahead and exit out of this for a second. Who's watching fucking Titans? Me. What do you think so far? Loving it. Red, White Raven is a smoke show. Oh God. Oh. You okay? I'm, okay, I'm halfway Dude, through the, so hot the with white white hair. Oh, it's this week's episode. I haven't finished this week's episode yet, but I haven't either. But the first what I watched the first what three episodes, four episodes, three. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it's four now, but yeah. Yeah, I watched the first three episodes, and it, that show is great. I just I, think that the the guy they have playing Dick Grayson was a a really good casting. He does a really good job playing Dick Grayson. Yes, he does. He he because he it's good because he's captured. What happens is is usually most characters are a good superhero part or their normal persona is good you know what i mean like um like george cooney was a good bruce wayne but he wasn't a very good batman like toby mcguire was a good peter parker but not a good spider-man yes and i think i think the dude who plays dick grace and i think he actually does both well Dude, I, yeah, I, but I mean, you don't get a lot of him in the costume, which I wish we, I wish we'd get more of that. But and why does he? Why is it like my biggest gripe was, was like, why does Dick Grayson have a relationship with everybody in the show? Like he's banging Jinx, dude, banging Barbara Gordon, though. <laughs> True, banging Starfire, like he's he just banging everybody. He bangs everybody because he's a. He's, he's a, a sexy swab motherfucker. motherfucker. He is, man. Like, but that's how he's in the comics, right? He bangs everybody. Good right. For him. But um, <laughs> I, I just I I yeah, dude. White haired Raven. Oh, it hurt eyes. Oh, oh. Dude, I paused it so that I could message you that when I was like, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah, she is. But very good looking. I agree though. Titans needs a movie. But they do the movie, they really need to do it. They need to do like something in between and they still fight um Slade. Like something they didn't do in the show, and it's you know what I mean? Like an offshoot of that. Yeah. I my only gripe, but I feel like after four episodes, they're really slow playing like this transformation into Brother Blood and um where they're going, the occult and where they're going with this this stuff. But other than that, like I like the Lex Luthor stuff. I think that dude did a really good job playing Lex Luthor. Yeah, he did. Till he fucking coughed up a fucking snake. Yeah, and. The only my only gripe is to the Tim Drake. Like I wish you would, they should have like already trained him and given him his costume and all that. And like in between the seasons, they that's yeah, done the, yeah. But it I is think like that he's like I get a costume and they're like no. Yeah, you get a bow staff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but they're training him now, so at least next season by next season, 
If there is a next season. If there is. That at least it'll be, maybe we'll get to see him. Are you watching it, Sam? I don't have HBO Max. I don't have HBO Lance. Um, <laughs> that was a terrible joke. But... <laughs> Dude, when you at the wedding, uh, when Max went up to you and started doing the fucking... Uh, did you see that when he did that to you? Uh-uh. He, you must... Oh, maybe... This was the funniest thing I ever seen Max do. So we were talking about Dadson, and and he went up and he got up all like nonchalant and was like, he walked over and he went up next and he started like doing this like <laughs> dance like like this far away from you and he was like, and dude, my wife thought that was the funniest thing she'd ever seen <laughs> on the fucking planet, dude. Like, she just. She has mentioned it almost every day. That's how fucking funny she she sends me videos of other people doing it. It's just and he just went up and he was dancing and like I I know it was so fucking funny. And it just it was so funny though. I know. And he and the funny part is she didn't know he did it. He was like this. No, I did. I was so preoccupied with everything else that day. I didn't even. You were sitting there eating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one moment that day I really got to myself was eating. But, but why are we not sure if Titans will have another season? Because of the WE or WB Discovery merger is putting all kinds of stuff on the chopping block. Um, really good shows are going on the chopping block. Like what? Um, they're they're well. Um, they're, they're ending. Um, Legends a lot of, of the animated series are going. Well, I mean, yeah. Legends, anything that's actually on the WBs. They're well, they because they already per the merger they they scrapped a, a Batman animated Batgirl series that they were gone. trying to do the Batgirl movie, Wonder Twins. Um, nobody knows about Blue Beetle yet. They've um, they're just kind of chopping everything and with the whole. James Gunn taking over as the head of DC now. He said there's not going to be four Batman. Yeah, they're it's just redoing everything, so they don't know if like Titans or Doom Patrol will get another season, which they sure they should because Titans and Doom Patrol are probably their best thing they've got going right now. Well, hopefully James Gunn sits down and is like, nope, that Titan show. Actually, I'm gonna do the James Gunn motherfucker. Keep Titans. There, we're good now. I'll well, call so. James. I'll call James after the show and tell him to keep Titans. Keep, keep Titans. But that's what I did. I do yeah, not. That's, that's the reason why a lot of people are like, "Well, hopefully again they get another season, but we'll see." The Discovery merger is axing a lot of properties. Says. Gun working on a DC Bible. He wants games, TVs, movies, and comics to be cohesive. Yeah. Good luck. I mean, someone's got to. I mean, he he's got a lot on his plate to fix something. Yeah. So, I, well, I don't I mean, think he's going to spend a lot of time fixing. I think he's just going to incorporate things into what he's already established, starting with his his Suicide Squad movie. I mean, right here, Joe's like, 
Greed, Titans, and Doom Patrol are the best. Peacemaker's good, but James Gunn humor gets old after a while. I I don't think, I, as long as he doesn't spread that humor to every single fucking thing, keep it to the sprinkle to the few things that he does it, like Peacemaker, I think it would be good. But as long as it's not everything, I, I kind of... I think as long as John Cena's doing it, we're good. Because John, there's just something about the way John Cena delivers that humor. And, yeah, it's... <laughs> Nobody else. I don't think any other actor could take Peacemaker and make it what it is the way John Cena has. No, no. But Titans is dude. It's if you're not watching it, I'll fucking I'll give you my HBO Max username and password, Sam, so you can watch it. I still have HBO Lance. He doesn't know that I have it, but I've got it. Then fucking watch it. Sorry, it's only on one particular computer, and I try not to open it up because it's my work computer. I just said you my username and password. All right. You get Kyle's password, and you get Kyle's password, and you get Kyle's password. I'll give it to everybody. I don't give a shit. No. So, worst covers? Worst covers of the week now. Where's the best covers? Hold on, let Matt finish texting. No, I'm not texting anyone. I'm typing. What are you typing? To get do, the, do, the do, covers do, up. Do, 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 do. Best and worst covers of the week. As always, we're going to start off with our worst covers, and it's Kelsey Grammer. No. That is a bad cover. <laughs> Worst cover of the week. What do we got here, Kyle? Vampirilla. Vampirilla. With... This is the Vampirilla cosplay cover. I did this for what Ish. What is going on? It looks it like she's picture? got a deflated balloon as covering as her booty. It's overall terrible, even without the... Like the composition of like the very plain gray, skin, gray screen behind her. With like the really fake clouds and the dumpy moon there, like this whole the composition here is just like no no hate for this wonderful person putting herself out here like this, but the people who framed her like this need to do a better job. Oh, yeah, I just think it's a poor. There, I'll create your own user. I'll create your own profile, and you can have your own name and password, Sam. Oh, wonderful. There you go. Thank you, Deba. Thank you. Yes, Bruce. It it, it looks like she smokes meth. <laughs> <laughs> looks like Winnie Cooper. It, Joe says, at least her bad body distracts you from the bad face. <laughs> I mean, I'm not here to take down this, this cosplayer. No, it's just a lovely woman. I think it's a bad picture. I think she's getting she got kind of the short end of the picture stick. Well, she's she's posing in front of a green screen. She did not compose the picture, right? She's not responsible for making the cover. No. So no, whoever's well. responsible for doing that did her a disservice because that cost the costume is messed up. The screen behind her is just gray. There's like nothing going on behind her. The moon and clouds are just like. Half it even looks like kind of like bad editing it there. If you look at her, 
I guess it would be her right thigh to her knee. Yeah, like disappears. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. The photographer did her a very big disservice. So, our next one, the Walking Dead Deluxe Fifty One, the white phone cover. I call it the Brad Pitt cover. <laughs> yes, because that is not Rick Grimes. It's not Rick Grimes. It almost looks like Brad Pitt. Like the eyes right here and the, the yeah the, for the, sure under the eyes and it, it, it's just yeah. What are your kids playing? <laughs> She's standing right outside my door, going nuts. Yes, a child could do better with some artistic ability. But this is bad. It's it's I'm not a big fan of this whole Walking Dead Deluxe shit anyway, with it in color and yes. <laughs> like Brad Pitt from True Romance. <laughs> <laughs> Floyd, you used all the toilet paper again. Then next Brad up Pitt, we have Brad Pitt oh. does have the best role in true romance. He's the stoner on the couch. Next up, we have yet another uh, honey bear bong. Body dysmorphia flash. I'm just not a fan of these. Just not a fan. Looks like a lot of his pamphlet. That's the one dead. All right, yeah, that's a all these are terrible. Then we're getting our best Darkwing Duck one better than he did any of those other Flash covers. And then we're getting into our best covers of the week. We got She-Hulk, Howard the Duck variant. I think that's really well. That's a badass cover. It's really, really well drawn, Howard the Duck. And look at how they got Kingpin in that dossier. That looks cool, too. The photos in the background, like they've paid attention to detail. I like that. This is yeah. the opposite of that Vampirella cover. It really is. Then we got uh, Kyle's best looking like he's dropping a deuce cover of the week. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings. I may, I have made this face and this pose many times running for the door, trying to unlock my front door to go poop. Dude, that's it's not even the, the front door that's the real hazard. It's undoing your pants. You're right. Like, but that I when I saw this, I was like, I have made this face many old times trying not okay. to prove myself. I don't know much about Shang-Chi and the and the Ten Rings, but I thought there were rings on his fingers and they only did the bracelet thing for the movie. Is that not the case? I don't, I don't watch that shit. I don't pay attention to Shang-Chi. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked the cover because he looks like he poops. <laughs> Joe's dealing says Shang-Chi and the 10 skids. It's pretty new. That's after Taco Bell on a long drive home. Is that is she supposed to be is he supposed to be like rogue in this cover? He looked yeah, he looks like he's wearing like a gambit style head headgear. With like rogue's jacket and same like outfit colors. With that breakdance fighting. Breakdance battle. That deep V. Uh, then we got this something's killing the children cover. That looks like Jessica Negri, cosplayer Jessica Negri. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see what I'm picking up what you put down. 
That's badass cover. Fucking cover is so fucking cool. They should do a Jessica Negri cover showing off her exquisite bosom. <laughs> Bazams. Because she likes to show off her boobies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that's a fucking that's a phenomenal cover. Then we have cover of the dead with cover of the dead with lime. Such a cool cover. This cover makes me want to read this book. I don't know about you, but that does look pretty cool. I always the light, the, the lightning come out of his eyes, his, his eyes. Doctor. I always forget what those masks are called. They're called plague doctor masks. Yes. So you know that. why they have the long nose like like that, right? No. They so used they to shove. So during the plague, everything was so like all the infections. Smelled like stuff. death. Yeah. So they would stuff that with like potpourri and good smelling stuff, so they didn't have to to smell the infection and the death. Wow. But yeah, that's, don't say that's, you didn't learn something on this show tonight, right? <laughs> Nothing Coming but the back here. And then Cradle of Filth. Dude, such a cool cover. This is Cradle of Filth number five. I didn't I even know they were making comics. With the band? Yeah. Those are fucking... That's, a, that's just a cool cover. I just... <laughs> Tyson said needed those for COVID. Pretty much, right? So, is that the last one? That is the last one. Now it's time to get into big news in anime with Sam. Added that right to that. It's time for manga time. Manga, manga, fun time. Big news. Big news in anime and manga. You guys know I'm bringing you the good stuff. Tokyo Revengers has ended its manga run with chapter 278 that was published this week. Uh, The first half I thought was very, very good. I started the second half and it wasn't as good, but um, it looks like the end of the run was, or the end chapter of the run was very controversial. Uh, kind of along the lines of like Attack on Titan or uh, you know, not as bad as like, say, Game of Thrones did with their HBO series. But uh, definitely there's a lot of people who are unhappy with the way they took the ending. But if you're a big fan of, or interested in the show, as they started their, their anime run, um, check out the manga. They just ended their run, and you can get caught up on the story uh, before the anime drops. Go to Crunchyroll, right? It is on Crunchyroll, yeah. Dude, I love uh, Crunchyroll. <laughs> Dragon Ball Super Anime is returning in 2023. Uh, they paused after the uh, the uh, tournament of power tournament of power arc. Uh, the next two arcs that have wrapped up in the manga are the Moro arc and the granola arc granola being a character, not the delicious breakfast cereal. Um, and there will probably be a couple filler. But he arcs comes from the planet cereal. 
with the cereal. It does come from the planet cereal. Yeah, that's right. Um, so they've got more material that they're going to cover and adapt into the anime starting in 2023. So we all have that to look forward to. When was this announced? Um, earlier this week. Because I'm, I'm surprised it didn't get announced at Jump Festa. Because isn't Jump Festa in a few in a few weeks? Isn't that usually in November, in December? Um, you know, I think it is not in December. Uh, I thought it was in January. January, December, it's all the same. Um, uh, yeah, it's December 17th through the 19th. 2022. All right. Well, there you go. Surprise. Maybe they'll, they'll expand on it. What's that? Maybe they'll expand on it there. Uh, maybe. Probably. I think they're they're probably spending a lot of time on Jujutsu Kaisen. They're going to be talking about One Piece for sure. One Piece is big. They will be talking about Dragon Ball Super as well because Toei, the, anima- the animation studio, was able to um, adjust its figures upwards because of how well Dragon's Dragon Ball Super superhero did in American box office. They, it's made a lot of money, and ironically, like ironically, the anime movies that used to be a kind of a uh, an event release where they release it for a weekend or maybe even just a day are now getting a wide release for a long period of time. Whereas movies like um, Glass Onion, which is a Netflix, which is the sequel to um, Knives Out, is going to be in theaters for a week and then go Matt straight has to glass Netflix. onions. What's that? Matt has glass onions. Always. <laughs> glass onions. <laughs> All right. So next up. Flat. Did, was uh, it, is there any news on whether it's going to be a simul, simul release, like where it's released in on TV in Japan and then also here on Crunchyroll at the same time? Uh, you know, Crunchyroll, um, their their issue is getting the the right dub actors on, under contract uh, because their contract was originally with Funimation. Funimation was bought by Sony. The Crunchyroll was bought by Sony. Crunchyroll is still doing dubs, but um, they have to recontract with all of the Funimation actors because their contracts went up when Funimation uh, was shut down. You know, so hopefully we do get the same actors, you know, Chris Sabat, um, who does Vegeta and all the other guys who are involved with it. But um, I'll totally do voice acting work. I'm, I'm up for hire. Well, then get in there. Get in that studio and start making them. You could be a Krillin. You know, uh, uh, before the show, Sam, I was watching uh, Chainsaw Man. Oh, yeah. And I did learn that Matt and I know a lot of Japanese. You do? That we could actually voice the Japan a Japanese voice for anime. What's some of the Japanese that you know? Matt, go ahead. Nope, I'm not walking into that one. Nice try. No, sir. No, sir. Doing- <laughs> I'm just joking. Go ahead. All right, I also wanted to review, you mentioned Chainsaw Chainsaw Man, but I also wanted to review Bleach Thousand Year Blood War. I'm behind on that one. So this year, or this week, we uh, continued the Quincy assault on the Serete, the Soul Society. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the court, the court guard captain, high captain, uh, Captain Yamamoto came out and he did battle with Yuhawak, uh, who is the Quincy leader. And it was brutal. It was fantastic. It was like sent chills up my spine, how awesome Captain Yamamoto is. Uh, and if you, if you haven't seen it or you're not familiar with the, the story, um, the Quincy's have the ability to steal the Bankai's of the, um, the Shinigami, the Soul Reapers. And not all of them, though. There's only one, only one person whose Bankai can't be stolen, and that's Ichigo. But Ichigo has been taken out of the equation by one of the Quincy's. And so he's not in Soul Society to help Adams? out. Say it again. Was it Quincy Adams? No, it wasn't Quincy Adams. Was but, it John uh, Quincy? Adams? See, now I need to catch up because I need to know how they got Ichigo out of the equation. Yeah, he's he's really frustrated because he's out of the equation right now. But um, he... He and his team from they offered him five bucks village. to look away. What's that? They just offered him five bucks to look the other way. Here's you don't know bucks. Ichigo very well, man. He doesn't <laughs> right? look away. Uh, so it was just Captain Yamamoto versus Yuhawak. Um, and it was pretty intense. So I would give it four out of five. Nice. Check it out. It's on Hulu only. It's only on Hulu. Unless you're outside the U.S., then it's on Disney Plus. So next, next Chainsaw Man episode so, six. We're now halfway through uh, the first core of season one. So last week I was the only one that watched Chainsaw Man, and I truly do not think that I gave episode five. The awesomeness of episode five. Oh, yeah. So episode four ended on the cliffhanger where power was offering Ichigo three squeezes of the boobies uh, for all the good work he had done in saving her and her cat. And episode five picks up right where that left off with, with Denji going to town getting his three squeezes um and after the first squeeze he finds out that power wears a padded bra (laughs) so his first squeeze was just like he was like what (laughs) she just kind of laughs at him powers hands down became like my favorite character of chainsaw man yeah and this episode six really like nailed it when like just the just the off the wall shit that she says and does. Yeah. So she's she's a fiend. Um, and what they didn't tell you in episode at the end of episode five, they get sent on a new mission to go to uh, a hotel, and they think there's a a fraction of this really powerful devil called the Gun Devil at this hotel. So they go there. And they're investigating and they see this little devil and they kill it. And it kind of triggers them to get locked into this uh, trap. 
But Denji has real motive to kill this devil. Yeah, because if he kills the devil, then he gets he, he doesn't just get to second base. He goes all the way with Makima. Um well, and he's promised a, a kiss with tongue. Yeah, also from from uh one of the other yes. devil hunters. Um at any rate, so they get locked in. And as they're as they're walking into this hotel, Aki, who's kind of their their keeper, is like really pissed off for some reason. And what they don't tell you is that uh, Denji and Power tried to feed him poop. <laughs> <laughs> tried to feed him poop, and so he's like really pissed because they were making a mess and and disrespecting him. So he got really upset by it. But um, so. Episode six, they're they're fighting this really kind of nasty demon called the Eternity Devil. They don't really, they haven't really revealed that yet, but it'll come up. This is the Eternity Devil, and, and no, they they revealed it. Yeah, they revealed it. Um, I think I want to say it was this episode or last episode they talked about. Oh, okay. It. Anyway, that's that's the demon they're fighting is the Eternity Devil, and he says, "Offer me." chainsaw man and the rest of you can go and rather and it kind of sows some discord among the group but ultimately denji takes a flying leap into the eternity devil yeah because they're trying to get the devil's trying to get all of them to kill denji and give him his body because he's for some reason he's afraid of his chainsaws yeah, we don't know why yet. You will, you'll find out why eventually. But um, he dives in as he's pulling the the pull cord in his chest to activate his chainsaw powers. And uh, we'll see what kind of a mess he makes in episode seven. Dude, so, best, best anime out right now. It's killing it. You guys all need to just to go watch. I just want episode seven to start with just like a giant explosion of blood as he's just ripping this demon apart. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, and then the and WTF. Denji's like, I love this bed. I'm just going to take a nap. I'm gonna fight. Yeah, he just <laughs> takes like, a nap. He's just like, it's so comfortable. Like, it. everyone else is like all like worried and stressed. And like, he's just like, I'm going to take a nap. I just, he's just, you know, hit. And then like power when she was, when she was talking about like running for like, she wanted to win a Nobel Prize, and she's going to do 100 percent of taxes. You know, like yeah, it's like like her character is so funny. Like, yeah, I, I just, she's I totally just dumb. Her. She's so stupid, but it's totally adorable at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you didn't put your WTF manga in here. Oh my bad. But these the series is called. Well, I guess I'll just save it for next time. Yeah. I mean, do you have it where you can just share the screen or no? Yeah, I do. Uh, if you go to the, if you go to the um, the Google Doc, it's in there. Let me pull up the Google Doc. So this this series for the WTF manga of the week is called Maguchan, God of Destruction. And when it first came out, asses, was that fight with their asses? Then. You're not going to be able to top it. So Maguchan, the god of destruction, is this little pink kind of octopus-looking thing. He's meant to be like a cute form of like uh, 
a Cthulhu or something. Um, and he basically treats, yeah, so that's his original form is he's this massive kind of eldritch type monster. And you can just use your arrow keys, but uh, he gets imprisoned by some oh. some religious zealots and then freed in modern times. And uh, as a result, he washes ashore where he meets this young girl. And they basically have a, it's like a house cat that can destroy anything with its beam, but it has to be, he has to eat a lot and then he can destroy things. So it's just this really, kind of really like kind of wholesome, uh, really funny uh, kind Destroy of kind bathroom. slice of life meets Cthulhu religious zealotry. But it's uh, you are Jameson for that, Darth. <laughs> it's a funny one. So I would, I this one is is done. I think it only reached like seventy chapters or so. Um, it's very funny. Uh, so I recommend it. It is a WTF though, because it's it's just a, such a weird premise. Nothing beats the fighting butts, dude. That's yeah. That's gonna know, be that, that, that grease one is pretty. Uh, Greased is pretty up there too. Yeah, that one's pretty nasty. Squeezing your fucking nasty face over your sister's. Oh bit. yeah, that was pretty gross. All right, it's time for first appearances of the week. We got the first cameo appearance of, I can't even pronounce it, Eden Versio. You'll probably hear about it tomorrow. Star Wars Hidden Empires. I mean, you'll hear all about it tomorrow night, I'm sure, on uh, the Star Wars show. Uh, and then in Batman, One Bad Day, Mr. Freeze, number one, you got Frostbite, a female sidekick for Mr. Freeze. First appearance. Um I've been enjoying these one bad day books. Have you? Yeah. I kind of fell off after the first one, but I need to go back and check some of them out. Um, and Dark Crisis World Without a Justice League Batman, the last night standing, get the first appearance of Mr. Wax. Nightwing, get the first appearance of Nightmite, the Nightwing version of Batmite. Because are they running out of ideas? I guess they're running out of ideas. And Star Girl, the Lost Children, which is supposedly going to be a continuation of the now canceled CW series, get the first appearance of Child Miner, which that just sounds like a terrible name for a character for a pedophile, you mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And then in Wakanda 2, you get the first appearance of Lacron, a villain who leads a rising faction. Laqua. None of those, I don't think any of these are going to pan out to no. be much. But I don't think you're going to see much of them after this. No. But uh, there you go. Those are your, all your first appearances for the week. And now we're going to do our top five. So what was our top five this week, Kyle? So because because of Sam and because of Mr. Keanu Reeves talking about Constantine 2, we picked our top five favorite uh, John Constantine covers. Constantine covers. So, I think you're up first. Yeah, I did first. I've My first one is Hailblazer, I think it's 72. 72, yeah. That's just dope. The Statue of Liberty skeleton. I love it. Just a great cover. Next one is, I think this is 76. 
75. 75? Hopefully it's yeah. just 75. It's just... It'll... <laughs> Look like I cut a fart and you're gonna smell it. If you look up man crush, it'll say Lopez and Matt. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Lopez. <laughs> so number four, yeah, it's a Hellblazer 75. I think it's just dope. And then this is the um number three. I did the John Consti. It's the Hellblazer Volume 5 cover. And it's just I love it because it's just it's you know it's Volume five, dangerous habits. So it's got the fucking this. He's standing on a pack of smokes, what I think is great. So that's my number three. Number two is John Costine, the end of the volume one, Marks of Woe. I just like that he's lighting a cigarette off the tarot card as he's as they're spinning around. I just, I think it's a great cover. And then number one, nothing beats Hellblazer. Number one. That's just what you think of, right? Yeah. So that's what I did. That those were my top five. Mine is uh, my number five is the cover for the trade paperbacker for Original Sins for Hellblazer. I just like him sitting there with like the dead. It's basically sitting on the dead Pegasus with a cold beer and a smoke in his hand, little band aid over his eye, looking like mayhem. We used to do number, number four is uh, Truth and Justice. Number three, I just like that. That is a cool cover. A lot with like the witch. It looks like the witch, uh, the witch doctor in the back. Number three, of course, like Kyle said, the Sam Universe Hellblazer, where he's lighting the cigarettes with the tarot cards. Like he's Kyle. It's just a great cover that he's doing it with all the the tarot cards. Number two, Hell, Hellblazer Rise and Fall. I just think that's an awesome cover with the the, the skeleton and half face, still with that cigarette. And number one, John Constantine Hellblazer number twelve. I just love the contrast of the black with the red hands and then his face. I just think that's a really well done cover. No, I didn't know they had a. Constantine in the House of Mystery animated short on HBO Max. I'm going to watch it now. Yeah, no, Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Joe. But that's it for the top five this week. Sam picked our top five, and he didn't even do it. Right? Sorry, I I thought I had two more hours to get ready. Then I he thought it was three o'clock. It's all right. So the new rule for the podcast is everybody has to be ready by Friday. That's a good rule. Uh-oh, Kyle's making rules now. I hate to do it. I hate to do it. I'm not that kind of guy, but it just looks like it. That's what has to be done. Pretty soon I'm going to hear Oh, my God. Pretty soon I'm going to be told the only say I have is behind the scenes. (laughs) You're not my dad. Uh, Kyle, rule number one. Everyone is number one. Make it fun. So... All right, so I guess that brings us to Movie Wars, right? Yes, sir. So I actually remembered to get with Pete to have him put it up. So we did Apocalypse Now versus Saving Private Ryan. 
And your guys' votes saved Prior Ryan fucking murdered. I wouldn't say fucking murdered, but it murdered Apocalypse Now. So now we're going to do... Yeah, it was um, seven out of 74 votes, 61% Saving Private Ryan, 39% Apocalypse Now. Yep, you're right. <laughs> Rule number one, no, no Marco. Marco. The sheriff <laughs> is not on patrol. Not today. So what I'm going to do is I'm doing Save It Private Ryan versus... Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. Tropic Thunder. <laughs> That's not a war movie. That's <laughs> not a war movie. Just for the the outcry of our movie, where everybody was so up in arms over Tropic Thunder, and that it's now Saving Private Ryan versus Tropic Thunder. Lori and Lori and Marco were all up in arms. That's not a war movie. <laughs> So when I was like, what? Damn, it's like Marco is here. That's probably like the best Marco impression I've ever heard. <laughs> All you have to do is say word salad, salad bar, and something great about the state of Michigan. And I think you you're nailed it. That's not a war movie. <laughs> oh, so man. we'll have this up probably Monday or Tuesday for you guys to vote on. So I'm assuming it's going to be Tropic Thunder versus something. We'll see. Yeah, yes. Never go full Marco. <laughs> Never go full Marco. Drop it Never go full Marco. Ask John Penn. You never go full Marco. Lopez of Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio's a shit state. It's all about Michigan. Sure, Michigan. The great state of Michigan. Everybody's from Michigan. <laughs> Ed said full Marco is funny. You never go full, full Marco. Marco's hilarious. It's hilarious. So, Cartoon Wars. So be sure it'll be up. I'll, I'm going to message Pete after the show and have him try to get it up by Monday so that all you guys can vote. Yeah, good. Make sure to go over to Univision Channel. Click on that community tab and vote for Movie Wars, which leads us into this week's Cartoon Wars. Listen, this is where got fucking murdered. Yes. So we had Gargoyles versus Batman the Animated Series out of respect of the passing um, last Kevin week. Conroy. Kevin Conroy. And so uh, we did Gargoyles versus Batman the Animated Series. And like Kyle said, it was a murdering. It's fucking murder. 95 of you beautiful bastards voted. <laughs> and 84% were in favor of Batman the Animated Series versus 16% for Gargoyles. Fucking murdered. Gargoyles stated no chance. So then in this segment, I was like, I got to find something to keep it competitive. So for this week, Cartoon Wars, we're going to pit Batman the Animated Series versus Spider-Man the Animated Series. Ooh. The original animated series from like the 70s? The original, no, the 90s. No, the 90s one. 90s. Animated series, yes. Ooh. The Fox Kids. Spider-Man. I don't know. I bet, I bet Batman still wins, and we're going to be I, putting it up against Ninja Turtles next time. Oh, Ninja, it's going to lose against Ninja Turtles. I don't know, man. But there you go. Make sure to vote. on Again, go to the Renovision channel. Click on that community tab. 
and make sure to vote for not only movie wars but cartoon wars from your choice of batman the animated series versus spider-man the animated series i actually thought that gargoyles versus batman would be a little bit more would be a little bit closer than it was no i knew it was gonna get slaughtered but yeah it's gonna Joe's be Doolin says it's batman hands down only x-men animated series could challenge batman you think so so X-Men then it's batman tyson says so there yeah. you go so this oh, week for my sexy pick of the week is well hello jessica alba with a little nip slip there just for the Ooh. algorithm just a little nip slip just for, for the, the algorithm She's she's still hot, not as hot as she was at Idle Hands. That was like. Are you gonna take a drink and and toast? I toast her <laughs> Idle Hands, but we gotta appreciate her her nip slip in this shirt. Still very attractive. Well, hello, Jessica. This this particular photo is probably ten to fifteen years old. Looks like she's got a lazy eye. It's just the way she's turned. Invisible blouse for the invisible woman. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. And then we have our. That was what the fuck story of the week. That was last week. Oh, this was last week. All right. Do you know why he did that? You guys know why he did that? I don't see any reference to the reason why he did it. So. There's an there's a series called Sword Art Online where people he, can he wear. About it. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, he, he he did. He thought he 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 said this is where it came from. Didn't you okay. give me a? I thought you put a what the fuck story in our chat. No, I was just chat. thinking about it like five minutes ago. Fuck, I need to. If I did, I sent it to you in chat. Yeah, I think you sent chat. it to me in our chat. Yeah, and then I didn't put it on the. Because I was just thinking about it when we were doing uh, Movie Wars. Fuck, I didn't do it. What the fuck? It was yeah. the uh, German man finds $4.7 million check for Haribo's and gets gummy bears as reward. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> he got six bags of gummy worms. Whoops. For finding a check. I sent you a picture, right? Yeah. Well, you sent me the whole article. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and put that up there. All right. Grab it real quick. <laughs> that was, I was like, that's fucked. That's fucked. But yeah, I forgot I sent you that. That was awesome. German man finds four point seven million dollar check for gummy bears. <laughs> yeah, they gave him like six little bags of gummy bears. Hopefully, not sugar free. Could you? Someone had to have been fired over that. A German man says a German man saw a piece of paper fluttering across the floor in a train station in the city of Frankfurt last week. It was shocked. To find out that it was made out to the sweets maker Ribeiro for 4.7 million. The man identified as 38 year old Anwar told the German news outlet he contacted the company and told him that 
told him to destroy the trek and then send them a picture of proof. So I'm assuming they got the check reissue then if they're just telling them to, to destroy a $4.7 million check. Yeah. <laughs> when the check was destroyed of, Haribo's allegedly sent a package of just six bags of sweets as a reward. <laughs> That's he said, I thought that was a bit cheap. He told the German newspaper <laughs> thinking that he saved the company millions of dollars. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're just going to cancel and reissue the check. Yeah, one of them was black licorice, it looks like. Ugh. Oh, so they gave him shit candy on yeah, top of it. Shit that Marco likes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not a war movie! <laughs> <laughs> I like black licorice! So, yeah. I would have tried to cash it. Fuck it. I would have endorsed that shit. I would have wrote my name as Oil Habrio. Habrio. Well, they said, whilst we recognize that this was a cross check that could not be de- deposited by anyone but the company, this was addressed to. We were grateful um, that the man took the time to contact us and we were pleased to share a sweet gesture with him as a thank you. You you, you basically give him a middle finger, dude. Like, no, no you basically, way. Come on. Yeah. What does he expect? Like, Nobel Peace Prize? Come on, man. You found a check. Good job. It's not, not like anything could be done with it. So he shredded it. Good job. They were going to cancel and reissue the check. Like, it was great that he found it, but they really didn't need him to find it. No, but he took the time to call him and let him know, hey, I found this. And then. Yeah, so he got some free gummies. Licorice. He got some free gummies. Black licorice. Maybe he liked them. Maybe he said, what are your favorite Haribo? <laughs> yeah, and then he said. He probably also followed up with, that's not a war movie. That's not a war movie. I can't <laughs> believe you guys put that on your list. <laughs> oh. All right. It's dodgeball time. Dodgeball update time. That's not dodgeball. <laughs> that's not a dodgeball movie. All right. Is there now I just sound like, what's his name from Jimmy Neutron? Carl from Jimmy Neutron. I like Jimmy's mom. It's not a doll, it's an action figure. Can you can you enlarge that by any any means? <laughs> no, that's as big as it goes. What if you that's okay. what she said? Marco would ask for candy corn. <laughs> All right, so this week me and my my dodgeball league co-founder, we went to uh, the other league in town called Cactus Dodgeball. The guy who's throwing at me is, he was part of the national team. He calls himself a professional dodgeballer. And you can see everyone else kind of bracing for impact. And I'm just kind of like nonplussed by their, by their efforts. So I just (laughs) do a quick little head dodge. Uh, But they were aiming for my head. They were trying to take my head off. This was late into the night. Um, we'd already been there for almost two hours and they were, they were now trying to go for my head cause I was getting them out and they were struggling to get me out. Dude, matrix type reflexes. And I was pretty pleased. I was pretty pleased by my response here. So here he goes and woof, just my head. And then his buddy follows up, whoosh, other side. Whiff, <laughs> whiff number one. And. Here comes whiff number two. Boom. 
You said they were throwing them like 80 miles an hour? Yeah, they were throwing about 80 miles an hour. I, I did get hit in the face one time by another one of the, the other guy's pitches. And it just, like I was jumping and turning to the side like this. I had my hands up like this to avoid hitting the ball. And it just like swiped across the front of my face. And it stung. It stung pretty bad. So why did yeah. they have you guys all standing in a line then? Like it's. You don't have to like stand in a line, but because dodgeball. because the other guys throw so hard, you, you try to get as much distance between you and them as possible. And so they were all standing on the back line like me, but they were like bracing for impact. And I was just standing there just like, well, let's see what they got. <laughs> so they throw right at my head and I was like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> but yeah, they that's part of the like the thing that I'm trying to do is make dodgeball more watchable, more entertaining. And I think this form of dodgeball is not fun at all to watch. I think it's very boring to watch because everyone just stands on the back line. You get a ball back, then you walk up and you throw it at the other team and then they walk up and throw it back at you. Yeah. It's super boring. It's really boring to watch. So my quest is to make not dodgeball just fun to play, but as much fun to watch as it is to play. So we did. We went there for research to see what kind of fun you could have watching their style of dodgeball, and I just don't think it's very fun to watch at all. Um, it is fun to play, but it's exhausting because their court is so big compared to ours. Anyway, they don't like it when they come to your guys's court. They don't think it's fun either, though, right? They think it. Like two two people have come and said it was a lot of fun. And two people have come and said it was, quote, unquote, barbaric. Both of them use that same word, barbaric, uh, because we're in a small court and we throw it hard. But trying to make it fun for you guys to watch, not just not just for the players. Anyway, speaking of fun, what is more fun than playing dodgeball, playing dodgeball in an official triple D dodgeball shirt? Get your shirts, man. Um, they, the shirts are still selling. They're doing, they're doing well. Um, we've added the tank tops and they they come in different colors and styles. You you know, you click on the shirt and it brings up a a list of colors that you can buy. um, I think that that, that V is not deep enough on that tank top. It needs to be a real deep V. I'm talking. Yeah, no, I get you. The The only ones that are only black are these, these ones right here. Um, so if you go to some of the others, um, go, yeah, go down to the red one in particular, like you can get different colors of these. Um, there's, there's, there should be a lot more than those, but at any rate, different (laughs) styles, different colors, um, available on the shirts. And they make great holiday gifts for the dodgeball fan in your life. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Tyson said he would have went for the balls, not the head. That's what I always say. I always go for the balls. Just, it, I mean, it's you're aiming for more of an area because you know, even if you throw it off a little bit, you've got the whole stomach region. And yeah, those guys were definitely aiming for my head, and I, I was definitely aiming for their nuts. I go for the nuts. <laughs> There you go. Triple D dodgeball. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us. 
I love you guys in the chat. Make sure to catch the Star Wars show tomorrow. Make sure you catch the Totally Awesome show on Wednesday. Make sure you check out Mail Call Madness. Are they doing Fridays. a pack show this Wednesday since Thanksgiving is Thursday? Oh, you know what? We I don't think we're I will be in Vegas on Saturday, so I'm not gonna be I don't think we're doing a show, are we? Us? I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I'm not gonna be here, so <laughs> and I'm not bringing a computer or anything with me for the weekend. No, go enjoy Vegas, man. So if you guys wanted to do a show, be my guest. I don't Later know. Nerds. There'll probably be a tax show on Wednesday. The, the 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 you can uh they can it's like the Thanksgiving Eve show they can do. So you can hear like maybe they'll do a top a tier list of Marco's favorite Thanksgiving foods, and it'll probably just be like that's not a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> I like ham. I like asparagus. <laughs> You call that Thanksgiving? Yeah. That's not how we do it in Michigan. <laughs> I like marshmallow in my candy hands. I put spaghetti in my chili. I like I like raisins in my stuffing. <laughs> I put spaghetti in my chili. <laughs> you all look like you probably hear Thanksgiving dinners at a salad bar. <laughs> That's where I'll be. I will be at a buffet salad bar for Thanksgiving. Okay, well, let's go. Let's go. Yummy. Got to go before 3 o'clock, though, because yeah. all the buffets in Vegas close at 3. What? Yeah, the buffets in Vegas, ever since COVID, they close at 3 o'clock in the afternoon now. Oh, Yep. All of them? I think the only one that's open late is the, um, I think the one at Caesars opens at 4, 4 p.m. I have to Google that because I wanted to do the buffet at the Cosmo. Have you ever had the buffet at the Bellagio? We've had the buffet everywhere in Vegas. I'm Dude, I, the I we ate the Bellagio buffet when I was there for my bachelor party, and it's expensive, but they've got food from they all kinds of food there, man. Like you go for breakfast, and they've got your you know your pancakes next to fried chicken. It's crazy, so good. Dude, the Mandalay Bay has one of the best. Buffets out there. I, I, just, I remember one time when I still ate seafood before, like seafood didn't taste good to me anymore. We were at Treasure Island, and I got a plate, and my plate was like right here, and I was holding the crab legs to like right here, back to my. That's all I got with crab legs. <laughs> and they were like, they were like, sir, would you like a cracker? And like you know to crack the crab legs, and I was like, nope. And I was just grabbing the forks. I was just digging into them and bending up the forks. They kept coming. You're, you're scaring the other diners. And dude, like, <laughs> dude, dude, the were flying everywhere on the people and shit. I was like, yeah. And they kept coming up to me, sir. We would really like to give you a, a crab cracker. And I was like, nah, I'm cool. And I'm just ripping them open with a fork. And I look behind me, the people behind me, like, she's got like crab stuff. <laughs> Oh man! I knew that was bacon well, too. Have a great trip, Carl. I got to run, but you yeah. can have a great trip in Vegas. All, All right. right. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of Saturday Night Special. I want to thank everyone in the chat for being so fantastic. 
Joe's Doolin said one final thought. Kyle went full Randy Quaid. I did. So, yeah, well, thank you everyone for oh. watching. Make sure you, like Kyle said, make sure you check out all the great content on Renovision across the channel. Make sure you check out Star Wars tomorrow night, Tax Show on Wednesday. I have to do it. Mail Call Madness on Friday. Um, or you can come watch Absolute Geek, whatever you prefer. We're we're cool with either. And then uh, we'll see you guys it's time for uh, in two weeks. On Patrol. It is time for On Patrol. Maybe we'll on see Marco Patrol, Patrol in the chat. All right, we'll see you guys in two weeks.